Good evening, folks. Yes, good evening, not good morning, and welcome. We are back south of the Shutter Curtain. I know it's a few weeks off. Our apologies. I'm Devin Hines. Sitting across from me is Luke Mueller, as always, and as always, nice and cheesy. You want to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hi, folks. Oh, it's so good to be back. I think <laughs> I think we you know gave a little warner early on that our schedules might get rough. Right. Right. Between both of our work schedules, I didn't think we'd have you know three weeks off in a row. No, but the good news is I think we've ironed it out, and actually going forward, we should be pretty good. Yeah, we'll switch to the weekdays, but we're gonna be good. Yep. So we have a lot to cover. We do we have what three games to review. Yep. One game to preview. I want to start though. Before we get into all of that, uh, a good friend of mine, Mr. Brian Webb, who is a fan of the show, big Eagles fan, fun fact for our Packer fan listeners, uh, I met Brian in high school when all he was going around wearing was Eagles stuff during band, yep. and our friendship began, and I was like, yo, Eagles suck. Still wasn't over 4th and 26. Never not. will be. <laughs> Never will be. Sorry for bringing it up. All of you should know what I'm talking about. Yep. So Brian asked to the show, he said, do I think that Zadarius Smith has played his last snaps as a Packer? And I think we both should answer this. I want you to go first, Luke. Oh, boy. No pressure. No pressure. Um, I'm going to be optimistic and say no. I don't think he's played his last snaps as a Packer. Uh, that may just be, like I said, blind optimism. But I do believe he's kind of put us in a tough spot. And we don't necessarily know what's going on fully behind the curtain. Um, it's it's tough. He's he's owed a lot of money. He has a big contract. I know he was one of the people, one of the players that people were talking about maybe cutting to free up some space if we had to get creative with Rodgers and all that kind of stuff down the road. Um, I don't want to see him go, though. I think he's really important to this defense. I think we've survived without him, but I think he really is going to help us take this next step. And I hope, I mean, we don't know yet. They haven't really come out and said much that he will be back at some point this season. I hope, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that back surgery, you don't know with backs, as we both know from our personal lives. As I'm sure a lot of other listeners to our show know, backs are are no joke. No joke. So it's kind of like a two-part think with a question right is is he going to be back to play this season and then do we keep him for next season so it sounds like you're hoping that he at least comes back for a little bit yes yes i'm hoping you know in my mind i'm thinking you know come back a couple games playoffs we'll see Mm -hmm. and hopefully we keep him next year hopefully but that you get into that whole ball of wax you're talking what do we do with Devonte? what do we do with aaron that's uh it's a very dark place to go and i don't want to be there just yet no no, let's not go there yet. Let's enjoy this run. Let's enjoy this team while we yep. can. Yep, that's my plan. It's the only way we're going to make it through. <laughs> only way we can do it. I, uh, For myself, I'd put it at about a, a 70-30% chance. I think this is his last, that he won't play again for us. Between the physicality of the back injury, yep. you know, it's the recovery period could just go into you know February, and that's that. But also, if you remember, you know, he was not happy with his contract in the offseason and was vocal about that. Yeah. And then if you remember the whole captain's chain thing. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, the whole captain thing. He just may not want to play for us, kind of irregardless of the back. He has a little bit of pettiness in him, right, with the whole snubbed from the uh, Pro Bowl roster. Yep. What I think he needs to realize, though, is he's going to be, what, 30 years old, 
after yeah. a back surgery. Wrong side of 30 for that kind of thing. And let's just say that, you know, we let you go in the off season. Don't you want to have some tape? Like it's if you can come back for the playoffs and perform and be a contributor on right. a Super Bowl run, that's going to help you out a lot, Zadarius. Because 30 years old and back surgery, you are not going to get the kind of money that you think you deserve. Right. Some red flags there. And also, I mean, he was pretty good last year, right? But I think we can all agree that really his first year was the most impactful. You know, if he was going up for another contract after that, and then maybe some injury question marks, back surgery, he had a better shot. But last year wasn't quite the same player. Still good. I mean, we still could use him. He's still better than what we have, I think, at least in certain situations. But, yeah, I'm just going to be optimistic. I'm just going to hold on to hope. I hope he's back. Me too. I'm not as optimistic as you are. All right, folks. So we have three games to cover. Um, Luke and I sort of got in a pattern of going through, you know, thoughts on offense and defense in our reviews. We're going to kind of keep it a little shorter for at least a couple of the games. And then, you know, the name of the podcast is South of the Cheddar Curtain. It is. So we have to dig into this Bears game. We have to dig into this Bears game. And we definitely are going to. We're going to take our time. (laughs) It's it's unfortunate this is a podcast, not like a YouTube show, because we're both grinning ear to ear, folks. We are. We are. All right. So let us begin all the way back in, God, what, week four? Man, that was a while ago. Week four versus the Steelers. Week Luke, four versus the Steelers. Give me some thoughts. I missed you, Randall Cobb. Right. I missed you. Yeah. That was that was kind of the Cobb resurgence game. And it was a sight to behold. Those beautiful eyes, right? Just got <laughs> lost in them as he's scoring touchdowns, destroying I, people. I thought you were going to say beautiful footwork, but yes, his <laughs> eyes are striking. I, I will give you and him that. Yes, yes. Uh, so that was one of my big takeaways. Uh, one of the big things I was hoping for was we'd have someone kind of step up besides Devante, um, and he did. Spoiler alert, no one really did after that, but that's okay. Um, yeah, but I was really excited about the the game he put out there. It looked like the Cobb we remembered, right? And I think if we go back even to our first episode, I brought up that Co- I did not believe Cobb was washed. I mean, he's not that old. Uh and kind of the, the vibe I was getting was that people kind of thought he was over the hill and, and that kind of thing, right? Guilty. Yep, yep. I believe we talked about this, I'm right? Sure we did. And, we can pull it up. I, I know he didn't look great necessarily the last couple of years, but bad situation. People in Houston, just not not a great spot to be realistically. But he looked rejuvenated. That looked like the cob that I remember and loved. He looks like an actual weapon that he does. defenses have to look for. Right. I mean, now that this is, you know, we have four weeks to cover. He hasn't done a whole, whole lot since. But no. like the Pittsburgh game is the Randall Cobb game where he put the rest of the NFL on notice. Right. And I think it's even if he hasn't been super consistent with it and we haven't been as a team consistent with getting him that involved because there was clearly a point of emphasis to make sure that he got the ball there. It's good to know that that's there in the back pocket if we need it. We know Cobb can step up. I mean, besides this, before that game, it felt like he only caught third down conversions. That was it. Mm-hmm. But he finally put a, got a chance to do a little bit more, which is great to see. What about you? What are some things you thought? So I realized when I was looking back to this game, and I thought, what even happened in the Steelers game? It felt so weird. Like It was 27 to 10 for, I felt like, two hours of that game. Pretty much. This is the game where we lost Jair. 
And I remember immediately, <sighs> so it was on like a bubble screen, I think, or a screen of Najee Harris. And he, yeah, and of he just, course, blew it up. Because that's what Jair does. And I was staring at him to see his, you know, reaction to celebration. And then you see that he's down and he's holding his collarbone. And I knew right away. I was like, Jesus. This is not good. Praying it's not a collarbone. Praying it's not a collarbone. So with him, you know, we're still waiting to see if he's going to need surgery or not. Um, and I remember Isaac Yadam comes out of the field. Yeah. And this is the guy that we traded for Josh Jackson. Yep. And my God, going in back and watching the film again. Like, that Steelers comeback was because of him, pretty yeah, much, is what I felt like. Why would you force yourself to do that? <laughs> because I wanted to sound good for our show, yeah, sir. And, and I appreciate the effort you're putting in. It's that a lot of effort. Um, it, and it's very laborious when you have to go back and watch Isaac Yadam. Because, oof. You know what jersey number he has? 24. 24. Yeah. 24 is a very special jersey, a.k.a. Jarrett Bush. <laughs> Kevin's AKA favorite Packer. Quentin Rollins. <laughs> A.K.A. Raven Green. And then we get this Joker. I mean, honestly, besides Raven Green, I think he kind of fits right in. Jared Bush is better. I'm not going to be telling you he in was, August. He was great on special teams, so he as a whole was better, yes. Unlike with Jared Bush, I will not be telling you in August that he's going to get an interception in the Super Bowl, and he actually does it. Because I won't be saying that. That's not going to happen. That's true. So, um, just, you know, with this Bears game, we'll get into it, but... They benched Yadam early, and Thank so going God. back, but going back to see when he started, I was like, oh my God, he's been trash this entire time. Yeah, he just hasn't been good. I mean, and then in between, we had Kevin King. Who would have thought that that would have been our savior a little bit that game? But let's keep it on the Steelers. I think something that we need to bring up is the O-line play, right? That's a strong defensive line. Yeah, so it was another test for Yash Nyman, and as I'm going to call them going forward, our patchwork Packers. I like that. <laughs> Came up with that today. I was super excited about it. Here's its debut. Love it. Yeah, I mean, you have you have Watt, you have Tuit, you have all those guys. Offense line was really stout. I mean, heads up, shout out to the floor. Yeah, scheming uh, a lot of help when needed. Exactly, which has been I know a bit in production for. Is it McHenry's own? McHenry's own. McHenry's own. Robert Tanyan. There we go. Tanyan, um, remember, we went oh, over this. That's right. Strike two. <laughs> That's yeah, at least the second time I've said that wrong. Yeah, probably. Sorry, Big Bob. I know you're listening. Forgive me. But yeah, good. I, great. It was great to see. And honestly, our third string left tackle looks better than a lot of starting left tackles, which is scary. I think it's great. Patchwork Packers, as you said, we're not really, we didn't really miss a beat. Obviously, the world looks different with Dave Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins back, but... And Zedarius. And Zedarius. And Jair. Well, I'm just talking about the O-line. But yes, yes. um, But to be able to go out and put up consistent performances, and it's not like there's guys just getting blown up, and especially not in that game, right? They held up well. Um, And if we can consider, even if they just do an average job, we're starting that many young and inexperienced players, that's a huge victory. And, I mean, you have two guys, Jenkins and Bakhtiari, who are, Arguably the best in their position. Yep. Imagine what the running game is going to be when they're both back and healthy. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> Only other thing I wanted to add, if I may, on Absolutely. the Steelers game. Devondre Campbell. I might just talk about him every single game. I mean, he's given us reasons to. He is captain of consistency. And, you know, for being such a big framed guy, you'd think that he'd get, you know, kind of caught in the traffic. 
But he um, moves well. Exactly. He moves well. There was a particular play in the fourth quarter. They just tried doing like a drag to Juju, right? Drag, slants, you know, mad and mm-hmm. cheese. Get your guys open across the middle. He, he had a pass breakup on one. And then on the play I was talking about, he tackled Juju right away. Yeah. Just stopped him cold. Kept up with him, read it, and sure tackle. You also don't see him Miss. missing tackles. No. no, you don't. Always good angle, and he always wraps up. I haven't seen a broken tackle on him either. No, I mean, he's been a revelation in the middle. I mean, he's looked really good. He's been what we've been hoping for this whole time from a multitude of people, pretty much back to A.J. Hawk, Desmond Bishop times. Um, Blake Martinez, I think, he he's a good player, right? But... Campbell's better. It's early. I'm it's, already saying it's real it. early. It's real early. Um, he definitely makes more impact plays at this point, and he seems more athletic and better in coverage, which is not necessarily, I think, what was expected of him. I think he's shown a lot, a lot of growth, or it's just we didn't know about it in that realm. I think he's been great in coverage overall. So I, yeah, I agree. We'll talk about him every single week at this point. Steal the off season, a hundred percent. All right, do we go on to the game that would never end? Oh, boy. Week five in Cincinnati, where we should have checked all of our blood pressures. I'm sure that would have been through the roof. I mean, yes, 100%. The amount of people that I was just texting, like, we lost four different times to. You are one of them. Indeed, I am. Uh, Yeah, that was a rough one. My, My wife can attest to that. We were on vacation, and I was just pacing around the Airbnb, just up and down, up and down, head in hands, just freaking out the entire time. Um that was a struggle to get through. Most definitely. Yeah. 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 But our silver fox, Mason Crosby, came through in the end. You wanted to cut him at one point. We're going to bring this up. We're going to bring this up. I got a text after the second, third, who knows at this point, one of the multitude of missed field goals cut Crosby. He'd made 27 in a row until that point, and you're trying to cut the man? Sir. Yeah. Do you not remember the last time he went on a Missapalooza streak? I don't think it was one game. I think it was a multiple No, it stretch. actually was just one. It, there was that year that you're talking about, but after that, he missed like four or five kicks against the Lions in 2018, and he like literally hasn't missed a kick since then. So if he just implodes one game every two to three years, and then it's just money, just ice besides that, you know, I'm going to take that, especially if we win the game at the end of the day. To my defense, yeah. I was also on vacation. I may have had a drink or two, and you may know this about me. I can <laughs> sometimes be a little dramatic. You are definitely opinionated in the heat of the moment, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So, but yes, I'll admit it. I did say cut him. But I mean, we both have watched so much football in our life. And have you ever seen something like that where both no. teams miss two? I mean, it was five total, but it was three and two. Yeah, back like back to back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. I, no, I mean that was incredible in for all the wrong reasons. It really makes me think that maybe there was something going on in the stadium, whatnot. Because that Bengals kicker is pretty good, and he's hit. I, I know the wind swirling and all that good stuff. It must have been crazy. It had to have been. But reading some stuff that people said since that, it didn't seem that bad. But you you don't necessarily know unless you're on the field. Uh, that's just. No, I mean we're not gonna forget that game anytime soon. Mm-mm. They're just the back and forth, and and I feel sorry because a lot of people missed that last kick. 
I don't know if you knew that. I was one of them. Oh, no. They went to a different game, right? Yeah, they did. Which is just cruel after we had to sit and watch the entire Jets-Titans overtime for no reason to miss a quarter of our game. <laughs> um, so it's happened twice to people this year. That is NFL. Get it together. Seriously. Just let us watch the Packers, please. So in the midst of the back and forth. Yeah, there was there was game besides that. Yeah. As promised, before we go back to the rest of the game and this, this uh-huh. trial and error that was the field goals. <laughs> Mostly air. As I said, probably six minutes ago, I am yet again going to pound the table for Devondre Campbell. That interception. He put us in position for one of those missed field goals. I got to say, though, when he picked it off, he's on what, like the 22-yard line maybe? Yeah. And I felt like he was in slow motion. Not that he's slow. I know. We just talked about his movement skills, athleticism. Not that he's slow, but because in my head I was thinking, for the love of God, you need to score. Take it to the house and end this thing. Please put us all out of our misery. I don't care if you're tackled on the 10. You'll still miss it. Like, that was my mentality. Yep. And as you said, they still missed it. I don't remember if it was like a 35-yarder or what. Yeah, it was a pretty short one. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, oh boy. Almost like the kicker lost his confidence. Maybe we should cut him or something. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm going to go to bat for the Silver Fox that is Mason Crosby. And yes, I am going to continue to call him that throughout the season. Um. But they, I don't know if you heard about this. You probably did. But they talked to him. The, apparently, Lafleur was starting to lose confidence as well. Yes, I did hear that. And he went to him, and Crosby, dead in the eyes, said, I got it. Yes, it was like two minutes to go. It was fourth and two. Yeah. And they were like, should we just go for it? And I was like, Jesus, just go for it. Honestly, me too. I, I don't I, care I mean, if I'm not going to lie. Me too. <laughs> I didn't care if it was fourth and two or fourth and 22. Like, go for it at this right. point. Right. Just throw a Hail Mary. We have great luck with those. Indeed, we do. <laughs> but, but we won. We did. It's over. So we can kind of we can kind of compartmentalize the the Crosby McPherson back and forth, yeah. yeah yes. We'll just talk about a little bit. Let's go back to the, the rest of the game. Correct, cuz there was a lot of game before those last five kicks. And and so what are some things that you kind of saw that you want to bring up? Ah, he's back. Mr. Kevin King is back. So, you know, Jair, well, Jair being out. Was back. Was back. <laughs> Jair being out. You know, I would, I think we'd both take Kevin King over Isaac Yadam. 100%. 100%. So you have to put King back out there. Yep. Getting more snaps. I think he got hurt maybe in the third or fourth quarter, but in the first half, he actually made some really nice plays. Yeah, and I guess he was hurt pretty much the entire game, what I read afterwards. But yeah, he he played well. He tackled. Was is, aggressive with his tackles. He was, which is especially amazing given that he had an injury already, or at least got one early on in the game. I mean, that was one of the better games we've seen from him recently, which just makes it even more tragic that it's the last we're going to see from him from at least a little bit. Yeah, I don't... Th- don't know if we put him on IR yet, but I know Matt LaFleur is talking about it in his press conference today that they're thinking about it. <clears throat> but that's a game we really needed him for. D. Higgins didn't do anything. Mm-mm. I mean, Jamar Chase did, obviously. We'll get into that for, for a minute or two. But I also found it interesting talking about cornerbacks that we had Stokes kind of shadow him at times, which I like. That was a big vote of confidence for the rookie. That was. I mean, it didn't always go great. But I like that we did it, honestly. Um and then a couple of those plays are just great plays by Chase. Jamar Chase is going to be an absolute stud. So no doubt. Uh, he just waltzed into a great receiving room and just kind of took it over real quick there. 
so I think Stokes versus him was a great matchup. I was happy that he competed as well as he did with him, with Jamar Chase, and I think he he had something. He always had that pick in the end zone. He had some nice plays. He had a deflection that turned into a reception. It's not really his fault. Uh, so yeah, I thought I thought he played overall well. I mean, we have to remind ourselves he's a rookie. Rookie corners get burnt. It's just what happens. But overall, I'm very happy with with him in that game specifically. And in that game, he's the number one corner. I yeah. mean, after JR goes out, he is the number one corner. He's yeah. the best corner we got. He from corner three to corner one in like three games. Mm-hmm. And he's stepped up nicely. Mm-hmm. He absolutely has. Going back to the Jamar Chase, um, that 170-yard bomb, Darnell Savage was right there. He should have had it. I mean, nine times out of ten, he's. I'm sure he at least touches the football, if not picks it off. It was like an... Almost like an over pursuit, like where the ball almost went yeah. behind him. I thought, like honestly, I think it has to do with Joe Burrow's lack of arm strength. I didn't see that. I didn't like know that beforehand. Like, it, and it wasn't like a lollipop throw or anything. But I, yeah, I think he got there too early. Honestly, a little bit. Some of that's because that ball just kind of hung a, to a slight degree. But the closing speed. Good lord. I mean, because Jamar Chase took off from the opposite side of the field, right? Then Savage just tracked him down to almost break up that pass. So, also, we had Savage on Chase for a very long period of time on that play, one-on-one. Not exactly what you're hoping for. But the thing is, he still played it well. He was still in a position to make the play. play. Just a little bit of mistiming. Yeah. I was pretty surprised this was uh, Devontae's first 20-yard game. Yeah, that that doesn't... sound real Mm-mm. i mean i imagine especially knowing Devonte's history the amount of times he had you know 997 yards on a season twice i believe uh he gets very close to to milestones so without going back and looking i'm sure he's been in the 180s a bunch you know it just kind of feels like that kind of thing uh, <laughs> uh but yeah really 200 yards it's it's impressive and it's kind of weird that it hasn't happened sooner i mean cause how many games has he absolutely dominated I can't count that high. Right? I'm a man of limitations. I'm I, sorry. I definitely don't have that many fingers and toes. So <laughs> we're out of luck there. But yeah, I, he played fun. I mean, he was just toasting him left and right. It was a thing of beauty. How many times did you hear after that game that Rodgers threw for 300 and Aaron Jones ran for 100 and Devontae had 200? Oh, First it, time it was Packers. amazing. It was amazing. I mean, it was, but that storyline got a little old for me. I'm never going to tire of excellence, Devin. Never going to tire. <laughs> I like excellence as well, but let's, come on, let's move on to something else. And what is that something else? I don't know, other storylines. You know what, they could have talked about Devondre Campbell more. I mean, they should talk about (laughs) Devondre Campbell more. That's my answer for everything. If if you need another topic, go talk about Devondre Campbell. Now, I will say something, and I absolutely love Devondre just destroying people. But that was kind of another game where it felt like we didn't really have anybody else. Aaron Jones played great, right? Something we've talked about before, something we've talked about, I mean, it has come up in years past, is you really want another guy to do something. It was Cobb in the Steelers game. It's, on paper, it was your boy, MVS, coming into the season. Just feels like you're hoping for Al Lazard 80-yard game or something like that. And that was kind of a game that highlighted that to me, personally. I'm going to take a completely different take on that. I've Go for it. I mean, I think that 
this offense is obviously run through Devontae and Aaron Jones. 100%. And everybody else, it just depends on the matchup week to week and what the defense is showing us. Right. And by God, if Devontae is going to be open that much, then you throw him the ball. And I'm with you on that. 100%. It's just one of those things that kind of you, you put in the back of your head. I mean, it's not like after the game, I was like, oh, why don't we throw the ball to anybody? Absolutely not. Just keep throwing Devontae if he's going to torch everyone. But, you know, I would be lying if I didn't say that a little flicker back there somewhere thought of like, ah, what happens if we end up with another Saints type game? Now, I know a lot went into that, but Landmore had pretty good coverage on Devontae most of the game. We do not talk about that game. That game was an apparition. I understand that. It wasn't real. We're not taking... You're taking nothing from it. You know, I was thinking about the drive over to yeah. record this show. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, what after week one, if I would have told you that we would have not only Bakhtiari, but then Elton Jenkins, Jair, and Zadarius all missing significant time, and we would win five straight games after that. I wouldn't believe you. I think we'd be like three and three or something at that point. At best. Yeah. So we don't even, that Saints game, just... We're just throwing it over there. Just okay. throwing it okay. over there. I mean, it's not the first time it's happened to us. Just saying. Hopefully the last. Hopefully the last. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I do want to give a little bit of a shout out to the D-line and the linebackers in that Bengals game. Had good pressure on Burrow. Chris Barnes' sack. That was beautiful. In the first quarter, I got mm-hmm. so hyped up. He just went like right up the middle, untouched, and he thumped Burrow. Which is not something we see a lot, really. No. I don't remember a lot of Chris Barnes' pressure in mm-hmm. the past, over the last year. But at, yeah, it looked great. I really liked kind of what we were dialing up, being a little bit more aggressive and in his face. And really, another guy we could talk about every single game here, Kenny Clark is a man. I mean, every game he's just blowing people up at this point. This might be the best he's looked, I think. Uh, he looks great. He looks great. I mean, the stats aren't going to be crazy for a defensive tackle, nose tackle like him. Not going to have a ton of sacks, ton of tackles or whatever, but clearly affecting the game. If you watch the tape, if you right. watch the game, you can see no how, football at all. It right. shows. You see how many plays he completely blows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look great. Steelers and Bengals. Steelers and Bengals. Yep. Oh, you were saying Kenny Clark looked great yeah, there. And I, those I thought two we games. were also saying like Steelers and Bengals. We're done with these two, which I'm okay to move on to the, uh, the creme de la creme, the headliner of the show. Well, I think for a second... For a second, we should talk about something that kind of happened uh, the same time aroundish the Bengals game. We Why added some blanking? pieces to the defense. We did add some pieces to the defense. And you were very excited about one of them. I was very excited about one of and them. We didn't see them in the Bengals game, so I'll bring it up prior to the Bears game. So so we added Mr. Russell Douglas. Who... We did. Honestly, I thought he was a lot older than he was. He's yeah. like he's been around. I mean, he was just on the Eagles for a couple of years, and then... Has bounced around like six different teams in like three months. Yeah, so I guess that just gave me the wrong impression. I definitely thought he was a lot closer to the 30 than, what is he, I think he's 26? Yeah, something Something like like that. that. So, yeah, I'm all for getting a 26-year-old cornerback with experience. Yeah, I mean, especially after what we've seen from Isaac Yadam, I'm very thankful to just throw another body in there. Just literally anybody. So we signed him. Yep. Uh, The Cowboys kind of surprisingly cut linebacker Jalen Smith, who's Mm -hmm. been a little underwhelming. Um, but yeah. I still think he's a physical specimen. Not expecting him to come in and take snaps from Campbell, maybe a few snaps from Barnes, put him more on the dime. Well, let me ask you this, Luke. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have 
Jalen Smith come in if Chris Barnes gets knocked up? Yep. Or would you rather see Ty Summers? I mean, 100% Jalen Smith, but we'll get into Jalen Smith a little bit and his performance in the Bears game, I think. I saw why he got released on a couple plays, I think. I, I understood. Now, line, the Cowboys have a great linebacking core, uh, so he may have just been the odd man out type of thing. But I'm not grading him at an A. Just, let's just say he's a C. Which is better than Ty Summers. A C I, is I'm better than that. an F. I'm yes. good with that. Yeah. We both made it through school. We know how that works. We did. And the third uh, person that we added was Quentin Dunbar, another experienced cornerback. It's, yeah. it's nice that at least under Gutekunst, when we add pieces, like in for agency or for need, mm-hmm. these are people with experience. Yeah. If this was still Ted Thompson, he'd be signing like an Random. undrafted free agent right. who's never done anything in his career. Right. They might have been from Illinois, though. I may have had some more random places. Oh, so that was definitely more a Ted Thompson thing. You know, that's how we got guys like M.D. Jennings and Drew McMillan. Through <laughs> oh, Ted Thompson no. signings. Oh, no. <laughs> the doctor. <laughs> we don't say those names. I, I needed to see a doctor after watching that guy play. Good Jesus. Lord. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so the Smith one was a little surprising, um, but I feel that between. You know, Jay are going down, King yeah. going down, and the Isaac Yadam lack of performance. You had to go with a couple corners. Right, and and honestly, I mean, it sounded like we were going after Stephon Gilmore as well. And Rasul Douglas was already in the building, by all accounts. He was already had a jersey and, and practiced the next day. So we the plan was Jalen Smith, Rasul Douglas, Stephon Gilmore. Good Lord, that's a lot for the middle of the week. It's a lot for the middle of the week, but what's going to be left of Gilmore is the question. Very true. Very true. We don't know. And I don't know how close we were actually to getting him because it sounds like that we were just sort of used as bait because who someone traded for him. Uh, the Panthers. The Panthers traded for him. Yeah. So someone leaked, oh, hey, the Packers are into him. And instead of releasing him, they could just trade for him. That's what they did. Yeah, which makes sense. So I kind of feel like... We could have been used on that one and that's fine. I just, I like that we're... We're making attempts. And like you said, they're people with experience. Um, and they're low risk. Really low risk. So I don't see a problem with that. And they're cheap. Especially Jalen Smith. Like Dallas is playing his contract this year. We could have signed him for a dollar. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. All right. Well. Let's do it. Now it's time for a feature, feature show, folks. We are on to our week six matchup against the Chicago Bears. Where do you want to start? <clears throat> That's a fantastic question. That was a really dramatic. <clears throat> I had to settle my thoughts. I was just getting flashbacks to the belt. First, Robert Quinn being disrespectful to the belt. We know that doesn't go well. Robert Quinn, you should know better. Ask the Atlanta Falcons in the 2010, 2011. Because it's 2010 technically, even though yeah. it was in January. 2010 divisional round. We were going back and forth Atlanta. We were still up by like 10 at that point. Yeah, you do the belt. We... Bad things happen. Rodgers threw for like 350 and five touchdowns. and Yep, yep. And there was, a, I believe, a Detroit Lion did it after sacking one time towards ACL on the celebration. That's what you get. You don't mess with the belt. It's bad juju. Robert Quinn messed with the belt. And we saw what happened. Aaron Rodgers still owns them. When you texted me that, 
so I work a lot of weekends, unfortunately, folks, as a nurse. So Luke often texts me updates, and then I'll watch my film study afterwards. Mm-hmm. This is what happened during the Bears game. So Luke texted me what Aaron said, and I said, oh, you're bullshitting me. Like, There's no way he actually said that. And then he <laughs> sent me the link, and I was appalled. Super happy, but appalled. It was amazing. It was one of my, I mean, outside of, yeah, okay, throwing two Hail Marys in the same drive to Jeff Janis, all-time, all-time great Rogers moments, <laughs> and Jeff Janis <laughs> But, I mean, it's got to be up there top five. Just the, the gall of that man to just scream that into the crowd. And, and I heard this brought up elsewhere. The fact that that, I mean, he's not just dancing on the, the bear's grave, like in a press conference or talking to people or whatever. It was so personal. He was screaming at random people in the stands. I heard that somebody in the stands was giving him the double bird. That he saw a, a double middle finger right. pointed right at him and that just inspired him, which, I hey mean, man, I, good for you. I don't think that's the first time he's ever seen that. I don't, but I'm really happy with his reaction this time. Oh, good Lord. And, and think about it, right? Coming into the season, especially after week one, talking about like Rodgers doesn't seem into it, or is he really going to be all there? Is he going to be invested in the season? He doesn't really care. He's right. doing, playing golf. He's, He's off of his Jeopardy and yeah. doing whatever. Bullshit storylines. And then just starts cr- screaming at random people in the Bears <laughs> in Soldier Field <laughs> that he owns them. It also, Still owns them, has owned them his entire life. He owns them. He does. 22 and 5. Speaks for itself. What a record. So when we went down 7 nothing, did you get any texts from Bears fans? Because I did. I try to keep toxic people like that out of my life, Devin. <laughs> Alright, it's only Scott Shiro, <laughs> who's another old high school friend. But yeah, he, he sent me a text. He even sent me uh, the you like that Kirk Cousins gif. Oh, that's good. That was good. Which, if you remember how I feel about Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I, we know. We don't need to go back Are we sure we don't? <laughs> Vaccines save lives. I'm done. Devin, okay. Devin. I had to. I'm a nurse. Okay, okay. To we're going to try to rein this back in, folks. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually did have one guy. One guy texted me about it. But it's, you know, you just got to have faith. We're the better team. And even on days where we're not, we still beat the Bears. Because the Bears still suck. And we have Aaron Rodgers. And Randall Cobb. Who has a tendency to rip the hearts out of Bears fans? That he does. A little disappointed he didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, but I think we were I think we were saving him. You know, we didn't really need him this game. Rogers kinda had it handled. We didn't need any heroics from Cobb. But God, what a moment that was. What a moment. That's something that's gonna be in his highlight film forever. I would just amazing. I'm I'm probably just gonna play that on repeat whenever I'm feeling a little down. <laughs> Just bring up that video, save it to my phone, and then just watch that. Brighten my whole day. All right, let's get back to the game. Yeah, football occurred to, besides that. Indeed it did. So, Josh Myers goes down again yep. early. Same knee. Ugh. Yeah. L- Lucas Patrick replaces him, and from what I saw, there wasn't a big drop-off. I was pretty pleased with Patrick's play. No bad snaps or anything, so I think that's definitely an improvement. I mean, you're playing across from Akeem Hicks, one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL. It's a big test, uh, and he held up well. I think overall, not too bad. Really, at, shockingly, the one that gave us the most problems was Robert Quinn. Until until the belt and, and all that, but I mean, he's still a decent player. And when you have Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack and those guys, right? 
you can kind of get lost in the wash. Yeah, they're going to give more attention, more double teams to those two. You're going to be left one-on-one more frequently. Uh, but we overall, once again, we kind of settled in, um, kept it in check, started slow. It's kind of our MO at this point. And then we kind of built towards a, I wouldn't say comfortable victory. It wasn't comfortable. We it don't like winning like us, though. We always are just dancing around that, like, two-possession, two one-possession game type of thing. We just won't put people out of their misery. Which is frustrating, but as long as we win, I'm not going to complain. I think this was the best game out of the running backs, though. Oh, they look the running great. game. Yeah. Uh, Dylan was 11 for 59. Aaron Jones, 13 for 75. They're both averaging over five yards a carry. Yeah. Granted, that Bears defense is better against like pass rush than defending the run, but they're still an elite defense. They are, and they have two great, uh, probably one great, one good linebacker. <clears throat> Trevathan definitely being a thumper, though, in the run game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think I was impressed with the run game, and it's nice to be able to just kind of rely on that and let us let that take the load this year. I mean, we're really seeing, and I know he was your guy, so you're very excited about this, the benefit of A.J. Dillon versus Jamal Williams. Love Jamal. Love Jamal. Love Jamal. I will never say a bad thing about him. No. Amazing person. Love the dancing. Love everything. Uh, A.J. Dillon's a better running back. He punishes people, man. He does. He and feels old school. When we put him in at the end of that game, and just were like, all right, we're going to romp the gut every time, and you're not going to stop it because this dude is a tree trunk. They knew it was you. coming. They knew it, it was coming. Right, we'll just run out the clock. And having the ability to do that, and I think what's really important in the extra game this year is to be able to do that and not put extra wear on Aaron Jones, who I think could do it as well. He could run out the clock just fine. But to be able to take that little extra load off, split it a little bit more evenly. I think that's something that's going to pay dividends down, down the line. And I think that he's going to wear down defenses even mm-hmm. more than Aaron Jones at points because Absolutely. He's, he's running over people. And through. Yep. He's taking people's manhood. He is. So all of a sudden going up to tackle Aaron Jones, you may not be as sure of yourself as you were before the game started. Exactly. Exactly. Um Otherwise, offensively, pretty quiet day for most of the guys. Devontae had a good game, 4 for 89, I believe, but not nothing like the previous game. Lizard King with that little shovel. Love like it. Kelsey-esque Lo- touchdown. Very much Kelsey. Yeah, it could have been Big Bob Tunyon, but that's okay. I'm going to take it where I can get it, and I love that. I love that we use that, that kind of motion, that kind of action. Get creative with that. Um, who needs Travis Kelsey when you have Allen Lazard? You were just talking about against the Bengals, how, oh, I wish somebody else got involved. Well, here you go, Luke. I think this was Alan Lazard's best game of the season. I can go with that. I don't think it's quite what I was hoping for in totality. Uh, But yeah, it was a good game. It was a good game. And get more like that. I mean, this was a game, like I said, where no real receiver tight end, except maybe Big Dog. Big Dog 8. He had a couple catches, rumbled. People were super happy about it. It was awesome. He needs to be on the field more. Yeah, and people just seem to leave him wide open because he's big dog, which I appreciate. And he rumbles and stiff arms somebody and gets like nine yards. It's amazing every single time. Sideline erupts. It's awesome. He's literally every Packers' favorite Packer. 100%. Which is awesome. I hope that when he retires someday at the ripe old age of 79 (laughs) that we keep him around on the coaching staff. (laughs) And he's also an elite run blocker. 
uh, he's literally just another offensive tackle out there at this point. But still gets open and makes, you know, eight, ten yard catches. Yeah, when you need him and he's never going to drop a pass. And I think since we're on the subject of him, when he came into the league, right? And this may just be my like Madden 2006 knowledge uh, at this point. Like he was athletic, right? He was I a always, pass catching tight end. I always remember career. him being that as a more of a threat in the passing game as opposed to a thumper in the run game. And what a job by him to age so gracefully. What a career arc, mm-hmm. I, I think. He's done a really nice job, better than everybody else, pretty much, at kind of aging into a completely different position, but staying really impactful for a team. You know, I think that's something really special about him. Clearly an amazing person, great attitude and all that. So super happy anytime he gets a ball. That was well said. You're not going to like what I'm going to say next. Oh, man. <laughs> well, with how well he run blocks and his consistency in the passing game, I would be okay if he's taking more uh, ton in snaps. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think... We're not necessarily utilizing Tunyon the best way. Uh, with the amount that he's had to chip and, and help blocking, he's not a good blocker. And I know that's something you probably you may bring up, but he's just not at this point. I understand that. Um, let me have that anyway. <laughs> I wrote but, it. I wrote it down somewhere here that there was. Yeah, a, we don't. We don't need to get into it. He's not a good blocker. We know this. Who was, who was so, trying to run? He he was trying to. He was trying to seal the edge, and Robert it, Quinn it did went not work. Right by him. That's never going to happen with, with Tunyon. If he's McHenry's own, he should be able to do it, bro. It's a whole. It's just. I think <laughs> I would like him to get back into more of a pass catching role. We haven't really seen him in, involved very much. I mean, like that one pass down the seam that was really well covered by Ogletree, I think. Um, but I mean, he's he's more of a pass catcher. Right? So, no, he's not going to stay in line. And even on that play that you're talking about, he wasn't hand in the dirt on the line of scrimmage. He was off to the side a little bit. Two-point stance. Not exactly, especially for a guy who struggles with it, not exactly helping him out there. But you're not wrong. And I think that I would like to see him more incorporated into the passing game. And that may just have to wait until we get the whole line back. Which breaking news, Bakhtiari is set to practice, I believe, tomorrow. Oh, that's amazing. So that may be closer than when we originally thought. That would be amazing. All right. So I think we discussed the offense pretty well. Yeah. This was the game where it really felt like we were in in patchwork defense. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We talked about Rasul Douglas, right? Yadam got got yanked, thank God, after that first series. That was rough to watch. I was very happy they yanked him. I was amazed they did it that quickly. That's the kind of adjustment that we're not used to seeing. Mm Mm-hmm. Honestly, and Russell Douglas played fine. I mean, I think he played good. He had a good game overall. Um, I think he had a penalty on on him or or something. But overall, nice job. If we just put him out there and bad things don't happen, that's good enough for me. We're not expecting you to be all pro Russell Douglas. Just don't be the focal point of the offense's game plan. Correct. Game plan. Because that's what it felt like. The Bears target him on, what, two or three passes mm-hmm. for first downs? Good Lord. Yep. Yep. But he, he played well. He was exactly what we're hoping for. In long term, right, he'll be cornerback three, four, something like that. Um, once we get people back, if Jair comes back, here's hoping. Knock on wood. Knock thank on you. Wood. Um, so that would be ideal. If he could just come in in some packages and stuff like that, we'd be set. 
But even so, he showed as a starting boundary corner, he can at least get the job done well enough. Right. So that was great to see. Yeah, I was happy with his production for sure. Didn't love the um, the run defense. Then like that the uh, rookie Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, he really gashed us. Uh, yeah, that that wasn't great, honestly. And I was kind of curious a little bit. We saw this was a game that we saw a fair amount of Jalen Smith in there. I think he was playing more of a of a coverage role. Um, although he did get kind of embarrassed on a little little thing. Um, you could definitely see he's not quite the athlete he once was, which is sad because he's I think he's twenty six years old. That's that's sad. I think he's had a couple ACL tears. He's had some, oh yeah, oh some yeah. He completely sure. blew up his knee in the in the bowl game, and and there's reasons for it, but it almost seems like he labors out there a little bit more than he, you would hope so. But yeah, I mean, we got gashed by Herbert. I know they love Herbert in Chicago, mm-hmm. but uh, there seemed like there were holes for him all day. And there was one play where he kind of cut back and outran the edge. And yikes, yeah, not great, not great. We need we need to shore that up a little bit. But Kenny Clark went down for a while, so that probably didn't help. Kenny Clark went down. Preston Smith was out for I yes, believe the majority of the game. Yeah, so we had Garvin in there just gobbling up time, and he looked good. Garvin killed it. The man had a sack. Uh, there was another play where Fields went to scramble and. It, it wasn't a sack, but he tackled him for like one yard gain. Yeah, and on that sack, he like chased Fields down. Oof. Seventh round out of Miami last year. This kid's paying dividends. Yeah, 100% great rota- rotational piece at this point. Yeah, he actually feels like he's worth something. On the other side, though, when when Gary and Smith are out, you have him and then you have Mr. Hamilton. You do have Mr. Hamilton. Watching the film on the... The passing touchdown, I forgot who it was to in the fourth quarter. That made it a little bit closer. Maybe Mooney. Oh, yeah, 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 because he was wide open. They didn't pass him off. I think we were in zone. I'm not sure. I think we were in zone. I don't know if it was passing off. I think Hamilton was supposed to be covering. You know we do that weird shit with, with Preston, Preston Smith. playing cornerback, yeah. Where, But he actually decently covers. Hamil- Hamilton looked like he was lost, and then there's a Honestly, wide opening. Honestly, too. Can I blame him on that one? We can blame him, but like he shouldn't be on the field. He shouldn't be, but when you're there, you have to make the most of the opportunities that we're given. And if we're going to take our lumps, at least it's, you know, when we're still in relative control of the game. So, but I agree. I agree. Overall, I'm not going to complain about the depth at that position, but you hope that they step up. Garvin has, right? Garvin has. Let's hope the Preston isn't too banged up. Here's hoping. We're getting real thin out there. But over the past few weeks, I think we've seen, you know, even your boy Dean Lowry had a sack, who I'm he not did. always the biggest fan of. Never. We don't expect these guys, Lowry, Lancaster, Kiki, we don't expect you to have, you know, two sacks a game. Just one play a game. That Dean Lowry sack that took him out of fuel range, like that's what we need from you. Exactly. That's it. Just a play here or there. And for that group of guys, the ones I just talked about, mm-hmm. I feel like over the last three, four, five weeks. They've been making those plays when we need them more than that group as ever has. I agree. I mean, I believe I texted you. I, this might have been back to the Bengals game where I said, Dean Lowry taking over the game. <laughs> taking it over. He had a couple of real big plays, I think, on one on one drive. They were almost back-to-back. And I was like, oh, what a monster. Rockford's own Dean Lowry, by the way. Speaking of Packers, that I'm not the biggest fan of normally, I... I've been on record on the show of saying I'm not a big fan of EQ. Yeah. 
And although I didn't see it live, his uh, his should have been touchdown was pretty impressive. He got robbed. I mean, that, and that was a great kind of spinning, jumping catch feet down. I mean, yeah, that, that was a real thing. And he had a really nice block earlier in the game as well. Yes, he did. So he's redeemed himself in my eyes. Slightly. Slightly. Mm. We're at least even keel now. Before he was in the dumpster for that drop in the NFC title game. Well, he had that and then he uh, single-handedly blew up Alan Lazard on a little bubble screen, I think, last week. Because he just whiffed on the corner and the corner just bam. Uh, but yeah, but we'll, we can call it even, honestly, because he should have scored a touchdown. So he's useful. On a good catch. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. He's stepping up. We're going in the right direction. A lot, like we said, a lot of these kind of roll guys, you know, numbers, 30 to 53 on the roster are setting up or, or stepping up. Yeah. Which is good to see, especially when we are the, you know, patched up Packers. Patchwork Packers. Patchwork, whatever. You know, it's we're going on like 50 sl- minutes, bro. It's your own slogan, man. It can kind of go either way. You made up your own. Okay. Okay. It can go either way. Okay. Patched up, patchwork. I liked patchwork. You know, I was going to give you credit for it, but if you can't remember your own slogan. Is it patch, patchwork? Patchwork. Patchwork. Packers. Packers. All right, folks. We'll keep going. Sorry for that. <laughs> Are we on to next week? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on. Well, actually, I do want to bring up something real quick about the Bears game. It was really our first chance to see Justin Fields. So maybe just take a, a brief second. On my thoughts on the, on him, had some flashes. This is someone we're gonna see for years to come. We mm-hmm. believe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my main takeaways, though, not quite the the electric athlete that I think we were kind of led to believe out of college. I know he didn't actually run a, all that much at Ohio State. A little bit more of a pocket passer than you would expect. Um, but the fact that he got tracked down by Garvin, like that, that shouldn't. Shouldn't really happen, Mm-mm. I wouldn't think. Uh, but overall, he could be somebody that we're worried about. Not now. You can tell he's he's struggling to process and he's taking too long in his reads and and that kind of thing. He's he's definitely a one read throw run guy or maybe read read run. But we should take advantage now. Hopefully, and hopefully Nagy can kind of mess him up a little bit. I was gonna say, look what Nagy did to Mitch. Look at the game plan Nagy had for the first game of Fields' career. Terrible. Awful. So bad. Literally, so many guys in ESPN were like, I'm so sorry, Mitch Trubisky, for saying all the shit I did about you because it wasn't you. It was Matt Nagy. Yes, and just real brief point about the Bears. They keep doing this flip-flop, Matt Nagy calling plays, Bill Lazor calling plays. They did that last year. It got better under Bill Lazor. Matt Nagy went back to calling plays this year. Sucked. Went back to Bill Lazor. Not good, but better. Like, this is not rocket science. Matt Nagy's not good at it. Mm-mm. Too much on your plate as a head coach. I'm not sure he was all that good at it before that. Honestly, his scheme doesn't seem to be great. That's Mm-mm. his thing. So just, you know, if, if I'm a Bears fan, I'm, I'm crying to try to make sure that they give playing calling to Bill Lazor. Let Matt Nagy just be a bad head coach, not a bad head coach and offensive coordinator. Yeah, don't let him ruin fields. I mean, honestly, I'd be fine with it, but I feel bad for the man. Yeah, well, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we we're, as Packer we're fans, we're happy we're if he's fine. ruined, but we don't for, you know, for Justin Fields' sake, for his mental health. Right. I hope you're not ruined, sir. He's got all the tools. Let's see if they can actually do anything with it this time. Well said. All right, on to next week. All right, on to next week. So we are playing the Washington football team, the 2-4 and four Washington football team. Yep. 
uh, at work yesterday, I did see, I was like, oh, wow. Washington is up 13 to 10 against the Chiefs. What is going on there? Ma- yeah, Mahomes not looking good to start that game. Oh, he looked like absolute trash. This was not this was not an example of good Washington football team. This was the Chiefs playing like trash. I believe they had three turnovers yeah. right around the red zone. Mahomes threw two interceptions. One of them, he was coming out of a sack and just lollipopped it. Like it just he does that. He especially more recent this year, even more so than the last couple of years. He'll just have some brain farts and make terrible decisions. Uh, it's almost like as he's getting older, he's getting more Farbian, which is kind of the the opposite direction you would expect that to to go. But it's not really here nor there. Um, but yeah, Washington played decently and then just kind of let it all roll away from him. So I'm interested to see this team. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Taylor Heineke. Not he's, gonna lie, he's my cousin. That's what I always say. He's, he's love the story. Um, love him. Hope we destroy him. At least watching the game film from last week, I remember against the Buccaneers. You know, he was he was mobile. He ran. He I didn't see yeah. him run once against the Chiefs. Let's hope he doesn't run against us. No, I right? hope not. So let's go through what we think a little bit of the offense, right? Antonio Gibson, he's banged up. Mm-hmm. If he goes, he's he's a good running back. It's like six two. He's, he's a big guy, athletic mm-hmm. catch. You can do a lot. That's why I drafted on my fantasy team. But a little bit of a disappointment. Um, I hope he's another disappointment this week. JD McKissick was their leading receiver last week. I mean, they just keep at everywhere he goes. He just gobbles targets. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You got Scary Terry. He could pose a problem. He could be a problem for he sure. Could be a problem because that's normally someone that I would. Hope Jair would be on, and I think that'd be a great matchup. Eric Stokes. Oh, no doubt, but Terry's he's good. So that, that'll be interesting. Um, not quite a, a, a height-weight speed guy that maybe Stokes would be a little bit better off with, potentially. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm looking forward to that. We got what? We got Adam Humphreys, Ricky Seals-Jones. Yeah, no Curtis Samuel, thankfully. He'd be no a problem. Curtis, he would be a problem. Our old friend, Charles Leno Jr., playing left tackle. Former Bear. Former Bear. Missed him. Um, so we'll see. It looks like their offensive line's a little banged up. Hopefully we can kind of get after him there. Really, the story with this team, as it was last year, is the defense. And that defensive line. <sighs> Filthy. I would just so put five good. guys out there every play. Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. And Matt Idonis. Just because he sounds like King Leonidas, Love 300, great movie. Yeah, folks, we <laughs> got some throw, references Got to throw him out there. You got Kendall Fuller, Landall Collins in the back there. It's, it's a talented defense. It's a talented defense. They've been underperforming this year for sure. They have been, but I'm just really hope that Chase Young and Montez Sweat don't go off. Because Chase Young has that ability to just kind of take over a game. Easily. I'm hoping this is not not that week that they kind of can stay dormant just a little longer. Expect a lot more chipping from your boy, Tanyan. Yeah. I know, <laughs> I know how much you love that. Also, one of my favorite uh, names in all of sports is their punter, Tressway. Love it. There's a will, there's a Tressway. <laughs> Absolutely love it. All the puns you can make off of it. So really, their offense is not that scary. they got a couple playmakers, but the quarterback's a huge question, right? So I think we can kind of contain them a little bit. We have a better defense than the Chiefs, I believe, overall. Most so I, definitely. We're not going to make the same silly mistakes. I don't see Aaron Rodgers throwing two picks in this game. 
I don't either. So I, I think as long as we can, can kind of control the game a little bit, um, do a lot of the things we have done. Thankfully, we've warmed up a little bit with the Steelers, with the Bengals, with the Bears. A lot of good defensive lines, right? So we kind of know how to handle this. And we'll see if Josh Myers is back. Not going to hold out any hope, honestly, at this point. Still, you know, it's it's Monday. We don't have injury reports really yet. But uh, I think we should be able to kind of control this game. I hope. We'll have to see if Savage is back. I know he went out with a concussion. Yes, yes, he did. And uh, Henry Black came in, played pretty decent uh, you overall. Didn't, you didn't hear his name. No. You know, sometimes that's that's all you want to hear from a guy like that. It's just, you know, make tackles. And he did. He had, I think on back-to-back plays, he, he ended up making some pretty nice tackles. So, yeah, just don't botch it. Exactly. I hope Savage is back. You know, I, I can so see matching up either on Ricky Seals-Jones or putting him to shadow J.D. McKissick. I could see either way. I could as well. Um, but even if he isn't there, I'm feeling a lot better about our chances. You know, in the past, we've had issues with running backs and tight ends. I think with how active um, the linebacking core is between Campbell, and I also think that Jalen Smith will have a better game this week. I'm hoping. I think we match up much better against this team than we would have in years past. I would agree. We have some athleticism to go against their athleticism, which is something we've been missing recently. So, yeah, I think I'm looking forward to this game. Another noon start, um, which is always fun. Makes life a little easier. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think we should win this one comfortably. I'm going to say that something crazy is going to happen, but... I was going to say words like I was saying in our first episode, and I've learned not to. Yeah, just don't just do not do that. Nope, I'm not talking shit anymore. Yeah, let's, let's keep that to a minimum. Or I can talk shit about the teams we already beat, but... That's good. We'll just keep doing it on the Bears. That's fine. I feel like that's just a, a tradition. Aaron Rodgers opened that door. We're just going to step right through it. Thank you, Mr. Rodgers. Absolutely. All righty, folks. We're pushing nearly an hour here. I knew it was going to be long, but... Whew. We got through it, though. We got through it. Guys, thank you for coming back. We want to apologize for our little hiatus. We should be a little quicker. We'll see you next week. Thank you for coming back to South of Curtain. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.